Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. I think country music is just so homey in general. Um, I think music, musically, it's the one time of year that everyone feels the same sentiment, and the yeah. and the music usually matches it. You know, like think of Willy Wonka, where everything's kind of wondrous and stuff, but like with the sentiment of Christmas. It's, yep kind of works i don't know country music is just it's just the best i don't know it just has the, the coziest feeling <laughs> country confidential it's that time of year again christmas growing up in a big midwestern family this time of the year was always an excuse to laugh and relax with my crazy family but for me, one memory that has always stuck out was being with my uncle and the fact that he would play Alan Jackson's Let It Be Christmas on a loop. <laughs> it's now become a family tradition and kind of a joke. But guys, that sparked something in me. Why does country music make for such good Christmas music? So naturally, I had to go finding the answers. I got to sit down with David Crowder, Grace Tyler, Patrick Murphy and the Drys to chat all about their new Christmas songs and holiday traditions. You guys know me. I want all the secrets and untold stories. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby, and this is Country Confidential, Country Christmas. From his time with the famous David Crowder Band to now a highly impressive solo career as Crowder, David Crowder is arguably one of the most prolific musicians in the last two decades. He spent the first part of his career being the frontman for the David Crowder Band, which was founded while he attended Baylor. David then went solo in 2012 and has since continued to make amazing music, including Christmas music. He actually just released his own version of one of my favorites, Go Tell It on the Mountain, which he told me a little bit more about, along with some of his favorite holiday traditions. Growing up, it was around the house, I guess, and it was like one of my favorites. I, this is probably like the third version of it I've done. Uh, you know, I think I was a part of a um, Tommy Prophet did like a Christmas album, and I, he's like, what song you want to do? I'm like, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, back in the day when I was with another group of folks, uh, I was like, they're like, what do we want to do? Go tell it on the mountain. So I, it was going to make this album. If I'm doing a solo Christmas album, go tell it's going to be on there. And I hadn't done like a bluegrass take on it, like a Appalachian take on it yet. And it just seems so straightforward. Like, of course, this is how you should do it. And then the Ricky piece came, um, I, me and him have been pals for a long time and, trying to co-write together you know we were sending texts all the time trying to write songs together and nothing was happening so it took the magic of christmas to finally get us together and i just love it it was so cool he's he's just legend you know so for those of you who don't know the ricky that he's referring to is none other than country music hall of famer ricky skaggs who david performed with for this new tune but before his love of holiday tunes began i had a feeling that there was a story that needed to be told my mom is a trip she would start you know you say like what what were your christmas traditions she would have a new one every year and we would try to explain like the word tradition means we do this consecutive years strung together she doesn't get that concept so every year it's like we have a new tradition so there's no telling what we'll be doing this year it will be something different there are a few things that have stuck around one tradition one of my favorite christmases was when one of her literal like literal traditions one that she's been doing forever it, she was she threatened to take it away 
every year we have this, um, you know, food is really important with the holidays, you know, food and holidays go together. Um, and she had this jello salad. I don't know. It's just, it's like all the things that shouldn't be in one place at the same time, they're together in this. It's a green jello salad. There's like cottage cheese. Of course, there's green jello, but jello and cottage cheese, those don't go next to each other. Pineapples, pecans, marshmallows. It's just the weirdest, like just, it's just, it looks, and it looks like it sounds. Um, and there was always just one dollop missing every year. The salad's there, one dollop's gone, and it's on my mom's plate. She's making this jello salad just for her, and everybody knows it. And we just, it's just part of Christmas. And in one year, she's like, I'm not going to bring the, and I don't want, I'm not bringing the jello, green jello salad. And we're all like, Whoa, no, you're going to ruin Christmas. That ruins Christmas. She's like, But I'm the only one that eats it. We're like, So it's Christmas. It's not Christmas. It, it doesn't count if you don't bring the green jello concoction and so it's it's still here so that is one thing we can count on is the green jello salad that my mom brings with one dollop missing it's on her plate i loved this story because even though it's really unique my aunt would actually make the same thing so after we got done laughing we chatted a little bit more about another holiday family dish we had in common we have this we used to this tradition went away we used to have this oyster dressing which i've never heard of so you'd have like regular dressing and then this oyster dressing again there's only one person eating the oyster dressing it's uncle jim and and once uh, aunt ernestine passed on who made the oyster dressing we no longer have to choose which dressing because they wouldn't label them. So you don't know. It was like our groundhog day. It was like, is this going to be a good year or a bad year? It depends on if you get ocean in your mouth, it's going to be a terrible year. So no more oyster dressing, but I'd never heard of oyster around, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving. That seems strange. Beyond the strange holiday foods, I wanted to know a little bit more about David's Christmas traditions and his connection to the holiday season. Every year, you know, there's the Christmas pageant. We went to a, a, a super Southern Baptist traditional organ, pipe organ, choir. They always do like the little choral Christmas tree, you know, where, you know, everybody's up in robes with the, you know, in the shape of a tree singing carols. Um, it That was a part of, uh, you know, the candle candlelight service you know new uh christmas eve candlelight service which that seems dangerous thinking backwards like now like seems like because i was a little kid you know they're giving me a flame fire we have fire in a in a very socially cramped environment um but but my, my favorite part about christmas was music as a kid because my parents for some reason they would let us use their console uh record player they had this huge Sears silver tone is more like a piece of furniture and for us as children and it had like where you could stack the albums on top of each other and it would drop one when it gets to the end of the side and then the next one plays it was, so it was like you know equal parts furniture and magic to us as kids and they would let us they would let us put the records on and around Christmas and so I just remember me and my brother laying on the floor looking at the you know liner notes and stuff we probably couldn't even read just the pictures and you know it was any, anything from willie nelson to charlie brown to like handel's messiah super eclectic but christmas and music have just always been entwined and so it's fun to make an album uh with the with all that nostalgic energy in mind i can definitely relate to feeling like a kid again around christmas time especially when my favorite songs are playing I loved getting to hear all about David's holiday traditions. He actually told me kind of a crazy Christmas story, too. i tell you the craziest part about doing the album this year, though. We had Marvel Studios. They knocked on our door, and they're doing a Christmas special this year. And so they wanted to shoot at our house. And, they, and so I, I'm not ruining anything. 
back because it's all in the trailer. But they, I, and I've had to be super secretive, not tell anybody. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life to be quiet because Marvel's super like, don't tell the plot, don't let give the secrets away. Well, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they wanted they so the the, the Guardians they want to give Star Lord, um, Chris Pratt's character, they want to give him the best Christmas gift ever, and they think. Oh, you know, Drax is like, you know what would be the best thing is to give him Kevin Bacon. It's like Kevin Bacon. We're so the whole plot is they're gonna they're gonna travel to Earth, kidnap Kevin Bacon, and take him to Chris Pratt. And they're like, Can Kevin Bacon, can this be Kevin Bacon's house when they come kidnapping? And we're like, Oh my gosh, absolutely. Kevin's given us plenty. Anything Kevin wants, you know, he he of course he can have the house. So they the whole thing happened and in in about I think it was about March. And so we just had Christmas all through the house because it's it's a Christmas special. And so Marvel did Christmas time in our house and in our lawn. It looked like they bought every inflatable Christmas blow up yard thing you can get from all over the world. I mean, our, our lawn looked, it was hysterical. Like it, it was, it was ridiculous. And then they had all these trees, these Christmas trees, because the Christmas tree gets destroyed while they're chasing Kevin Bacon down. You see it in the trailer. So I'm not giving anything away. Um, but so they, they had stunt trees. So when the tree goes down, they've got another tree they just put in place of the one that went down. And so they were storing them in our bedroom. And so we would wake up in like a magic Marvel Christmas tree stunt land every morning. And it was a crazy. So if I was ever going to do a Christmas album, this was the year to do it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my mouth hung open that entire story. One of the biggest honors around the holidays in the country music world is getting to be a part of the Grand old Opry. So, of course, I had to ask David all about it. Ricky's there. Our first uh, our first Opry appearance ever Ricky was the host. And so I, for me, Ricky and the Opry are just the same. It's the same experience. Um, uh, he was so kind because, you know, it, the, for your first time there, you're just terrified and, and also elated. You're like, you can't believe it. I, I'm like, I still can't believe it. Um, but it, he was so kind, made us feel right at home. And so it's going to feel wonderful being and, and to get to do a song together that we, you know, have been trying to, we've been trying to collaborate for so long and get to make it live happen in such a space as that it's gonna be i can't wait i'm giddy that's already chris that's christmas right there i mean we're done like what do you want for christmas They're like oh we're fine <laughs> we're fine don't worry about it I'm, I'm good over here grace tyler grew up in frisco texas so it's probably no surprise that she's loved country music for as long as she can remember <laughs> Whether it was belting out tunes of Patsy Cline or Taylor Swift, Grace knew that she was destined for a career in country music. Now she finds herself residing in Nashville, where she is making a mark in the country music scene while attending Belmont. Well, since then, she's officially released nine singles, and most recently, she has released her own amazing cover of one of my favorite holiday classics, Oh Holy Night. I got to chat with the country songstress all about her new song and what country Christmas means to her. It's crazy. I say I've been in the Christmas spirit since July and I really have because that's when we went in to record it. And I, I didn't know what song I wanted to do. So for like the whole month of July, I was just going through and listening to as many like Christmas songs as I could before I was in the studio and, um, you know, I grew up in, in the church and still um, faith is a really big part of my life. And so 
I knew for like my first Christmas single, I really wanted to do something about this time of year and the reason I celebrate um, Christmas. And um, so I was talking with my parents and, you know, getting suggestions from them and my manager and everybody kept coming to Oh Holy Night. Um, And I think it's such a staple song that I grew up singing every Christmas that it just came easy to be like, yeah, that's the song that I I need to record this year. So yeah, that's kind of how it came to be, I guess. Oh Holy Night has always been one of my favorite Christmas tunes. And Grace absolutely does it justice in her own version. I really love when artists feel such a connection to the holidays that they just want to add a little twist on a holiday classic. Grace and I really connected over our love of Christmas, and we even got to talking about some of our favorite family traditions. I am so blessed. I have the greatest family, and Christmas has just always been like our favorite time of year. Um, Thankfully, I'm super close with like my little cousins as well. And one of my favorite things to look back on now, my grandmother would always dress us up as the manger scene. So I was Mary, my brother was Joseph, and then um, my cousin was an angel, and then we would have a baby doll. But each year that a baby was born, they would dress up as baby Jesus. And it's the cutest pictures. My grandmother puts them up every year. There was one year like my little cousin was just not happy about this. And so she was dressed up as an angel, and we called it the year of the rebellious angel because she's just like mad screaming crying in it but it's cool to see like look back on all those pictures um and see that we did that each year but um just baking again around the holidays is something I'm super passionate about I was actually working on some of my recipes yesterday because don't want to give anybody food poisoning so we want to make sure we got it all dialed in before the holidays but yeah, me and my mom go to town and we love to give it to our friends and family and, um, you know, just celebrate with food and with the people you love. I think it's so exciting how much Grace loves the holidays. And she shared a little bit more about her connection to Christmas with me and why she thinks it's so important. So the church I grew up in, I, I loved it. And it was a little more of a traditional um, style. It was considered non-denominational, but it was very old school. And so we always sang out of hymnals, um, which was very, I guess, unique now growing up. I feel like a lot of people don't really experience that. Um, and I've, I've switched churches. I go to a new church, but every year I go back home, we go to the church that I grew up in and every year, we're, you know, you're getting your book out and you're singing this song. And there's something so cool about everybody, you know, just opening these pages and being in the moment. And, um, you know, we sing the same songs every year, but there's something so joyful in that. And I think, you know, the Christmas time of year, the words mean so much more. And, um, I love just like the Christmas spirit really just shining down and, um, you know, bringing people together. And, um, I, I did worship growing up too, as well. And so it's cool, um, being in a place where I was able to lead people in that and, um, to have an experience where, you know, as a worship leader, you're, you're, stepping away from the spotlight in a sense, like you're, you're singing and you're performing, but it's not about you. Um, and it's very different than, you know, performing on a stage and singing my own stuff and singing about, you know, the, the songs I've written. And so it's cool with like Christmas music and faith music that 
it's stepping out of that spotlight and giving glory to God and using, you know, your voice and your talents in order to to praise the Lord and help lead other people in that. So I think that's what makes like Christmas music special for sure. Since she's a country artist herself, I wanted to ask her this. Why is country music so great for Christmas music? I think because the roots of um, country music are storytelling and that's what Christmas music is. It's telling the story of this time of year, whether it's talking about why Christmas um, is and why we celebrate it um, or just talking about this time of year and just things that you experience. I think it really brings storytelling to, um, you know, no matter what genre. And I think that's why country musicians love it so much because that's what we do. We tell stories. That's the type of music that we write. And um, I think it's so cool that it's able to, you know, cross over into different genres as well. And other people who normally don't sing country can also sing, you know, songs that are very storytelling in that way. I really think Grace hit the nail on the head with that one. Country music is the genre of storytelling. And what better stories to bring us together than ones around Christmas? Speaking of stories, Grace shared with me one of her favorite Christmas memories from when she was a little girl. I have one brother. So Christmas morning, um, when when Santa came, um, my parents are like, you know, you got to stay upstairs until we're ready. And they're like, eight o'clock, that's the cutoff. Like, don't wake us up before eight. We're sleeping in. Um, and so me and my brother, like every year we'd wake up and we're just so anxious to go downstairs. And we had a little balcony where we could overlook and see all the presents, but didn't, couldn't go downstairs and look just yet. So we'd always play, and this is super random. I don't know why, but we had a monopoly game, but it was dogopoly. I don't know why that's like so specific, but it's like engraved in my brain. And we would get up at like five in the morning and we'd finish the game before Christmas started because we were up playing so long. But every year we would get up and we would just wait for our parents to be up and we would play this dogopoly game. And I usually won. So I think that's why it's like stuck in my brain is because I beat him every year and it was just a great start to the day. Okay, guys. Fun fact, I knew exactly what game Grace was talking about because I actually got Dogopoly one year for Christmas. How funny is that? But I think we can all relate to the excitement of waiting to open presents on Christmas morning. I love that Grace had another memory to share. And I wanted to know a little bit more about Grace's connection to O Holy Night and why she wanted to record it. Yeah, I think it was it was July, so it was so hot. And I was like, I got to get in the mode. Like I got to feel Christmas. So I'm like dressing all my like, you know, sweaters and green and red and I'm sweating. I was like, I probably looked awful in all the video we got from it because I was just drenched in sweat. It was so hot, but we had like the lights going. We were bringing out Christmas stuff just to feel like it was, you know, July. And I think what was really cool is I went into the studio all I knew is that we were singing this, that I was singing this song. Um, and my producer, Brad Hill, is just incredible. And I trust him with my life um, at this point. But I was just like, I don't know what direction I want to go. I know I want it to be different than what I've heard um, before. And I, I know that I kind of want it to play kind of in my Texas roots a little bit, not necessarily, you know, make it Texas fled, but I, I want there to be some like traditional country in it. And 
Um, so we kind of just went in there and we're like, you know what, let's just lead it with steel and acoustic guitar and do, um, a rendition of that because I, we never, I haven't really heard anybody do that. It's usually, you know, led with piano. And, um, so I thought that was super cool and unique and definitely tied into like, you know, where I came from and paying tribute to that. And, um, we were just like, you know what, let's just run it down. And honestly, like when we did the vocals for it, it's one of those songs, you just feel it. And we ran it a couple of times and we're like, all right, that's, that's it. That's, you know, that's the take. And it's super special to be able to sing and compose a song like that. Minnesota native Patrick Murphy started playing piano at the ripe old age of three. Yes, I said three. And two decades later, Patrick has found himself making big waves in Music City. Now signed with Warner Music Nashville, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. But he was excited to take another step in his music career, coming out with his own original Christmas tune, so I sat down with Patrick to chat all about why he loves the holiday season. Yeah, so Christmas growing up, uh, Minnesota, very cold for the most part. Um, lots of snow, so big like snow activity family. We had a big sledding hill in our backyard, so every time you know we were all home and whatnot, it was sledding every day, snowmobiling. We always do like church either on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day as a family. So I mean, it was a lot of just like not doing as much. So like where I lived and where my high school was, was about 30 minutes um, from each other. So it was always like a lot of driving. So Christmas was our time to kind of like lay back and like not have to worry about seeing other people. Like we kind of just were um, just a little family, not a little family. I grew up with four siblings. Um, So other than like sitting or like that kind of time together, we would do like, you know, Christmas at my dad's side, um, which he has a big family too. So that was kind of like the really only big, um, like extended family thing that we would do. Otherwise, it was a lot of just movies, uh, sledding, snowmobiling, all that kind of stuff. Patrick reminded me why I love the holidays so much. It's a great time to slow down and enjoy time with family. My holiday gatherings push 30 people, so there really is never a dull moment. <laughs> but one of my favorite ways to get into the holiday spirit with everyone is to watch a good Christmas movie. So, of course, I had to ask Patrick, what Christmas movie he puts on every year. I think the Santa Claus 2 is up there. I don't know why it's the second one. The third one, I literally just watched it last night. And it's just kind of like slow moving. Um, and the first one just like, I don't know. I think I've, I've seen the second one so many times. Um, Elf would also be up there for me. I mean, like I feel like that's probably a, a common favorite. And then Christmas Vacation, always a good laugh. I enjoy watching that one with my dad because like, He's a big, like, uh, funny movie guy. So, like, anytime anything funny is happening, like, I'd almost rather watch my dad watch the movie than, like, watch the movie itself just because it's pretty comical. I really loved getting to know a little bit more about Patrick and his holiday traditions. Of course, as music lovers, music is a huge part of the holidays for both of us. I mean, if writing your own Christmas song doesn't scream, I love Christmas, I don't know what does. Patrick shared some of his favorite Christmas memories with me and shared how music plays a role in his traditions. I play the piano probably since I was like three or four. Uh, and my grandma, my dad's mom, used to play piano at the church. And so kind of every time we would go to that family uh, Christmas, 
it was always like me getting on the piano and then the whole family would sing Christmas carols because my grandma was very adamant that we sing Christmas carols before we open presents. Um, and so I grew up listening to a lot of Christmas music. I've always loved Christmas music. Christmas is easily my favorite time of the year. Um, and so I start listening to Christmas music like mid-October. But yeah, so that's kind of the most I play Christmas music is like typically like when my grandma asks for it. Um at my house, like when it's just my siblings and my parents and I, um, we'll do some, I guess. And then we always try to play like the church that I grew up in, uh, in Minnesota. They really enjoy like when we come home and play at church. So we always try to do something for like the Christmas church service as well. So there's a lot of Christmas music going on. Um, and I love to play it too. I don't probably play it like as much as I think maybe some people think I might. Um, but I do love to listen to it and I do enjoy playing it too. It's just, there's, not as many opportunities to go play Christmas music. Okay, guys, you know me. I had to dig a little bit deeper on why Patrick thinks that country music specifically makes the best Christmas music. One reason I like fell in love with country music from the beginning is it it kind of tied a lot of like, um, kind of like what I grew up doing and like a lot of that type of stuff and like kind of what was instilled in me through my parents and like that kind of thing. I found a lot of that in country music with the message that it, kind of had you know and that a lot of artists had and i feel like christmas music is a lot about like as much as it is like sledding and stuff i feel like there's a lot of storytelling in christmas songs um and i think that you know in country there's a ton of storytelling and so i think i think that's kind of why a lot of those mend so well together is i think in a lot of christmas songs they have a message uh in a lot of country songs they have a message and then um a lot of the times too that's a very uh, you know sometimes Christian message too, that they kind of carry along with them. And obviously Christmas is um, based around a very important event. Uh, And so I think just kind of through that, um, they tie in very well together. Uh, And then also like when you think of like just what they sound like, I think a lot of Christmas songs are very like organic, like a lot of acoustic guitar, like a lot of piano, a lot of instruments that you hear very prominently in country music. So I think there's a handful of reasons why they mesh so well together. I couldn't agree more. The storytelling of country music and Christmas music match up beautifully. Patrick's original Christmas song, Snow Ain't the Only Thing Falling, came out this year. And I wanted to know a little bit more behind the decision to record an original versus a cover. It is a little intimidating because you're kind of like entering the the game of Christmas music and like, is this what you're going to be? Like, if this song takes off, like, is that a good thing? Are you like immediately labeled as the Christmas guy? You know, so it's like, obviously you want to take all of those things, like any, any form of uh, success I, I will definitely take. Um, but for me, I, I loved Christmas music. Um, and some of the people at uh, the label that I'm signed to were like, Hey, we, you should put out a Christmas song. And I was like, absolutely. And I had a group of friends that I'd actually written a previous Christmas song with just for fun. Um, and, a Canadian artist had put that song out. So that wasn't even really like a possibility. So I'd asked Warner, I was like, Hey, can I at least try to like write a song before we decide on a cover song? And they're like, yeah, go for it. And so I got the same group of friends together because I was like, Hey, we wrote a Christmas song. I didn't record it. I want you guys to be like the first people that like have a chance of like writing the Christmas song that I can put out. That's an original Christmas song. And so we all got together. It was like in August. And I was like, this just feels so odd. Cause August in Tennessee is just like warm and like, ugh. And so anyways, we got together and um, I think we just kind of started throwing around some ideas. And um, one of the writers in the room, her name's Jennifer Demar. She was like, I have this idea called the, 
you know, the snow's not the only thing falling tonight kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's cool. You know, and so I just kind of like started messing around on the guitar and um, kind of just came up with like this little hippity, uh, I don't know, boppy kind of uh, groove and just started like humming some melodies and stuff. And it came together really fast. And I think it was just because the four of us love Christmas. And so we kind of knew like, here's what we like. Here's what we hear commonly in Christmas songs, you know, but like, and then let's try to make it like catchy and a little different sounding. And so we ended up writing it probably in like a little over like an hour and a half, maybe um, did a quick demo. And then I sent it to my producer and my manager and my producer was like, this is awesome. He's like, we definitely have to record this and put this out. So it was a pretty easy decision once it was done. Uh, and there was a couple of like cover songs that we probably would have considered if that hadn't have worked out, but he was like, no, this is, like, this is great. And it's original. Um, it's different, you know? And so I was like, perfect. I'm, I love putting out a Christmas song that I wrote. So when for all of us, so that was kind of the process behind it. And then obviously um, recording Christmas music in like September and October is weird, especially because you get all these musicians, <laughs> which they're probably used to it, but you're like, um, can you guys play guitar on this Christmas song? uh in september you know so um but it's really fun and it's fun to just kind of like hang out with everybody and, and get back into the music creativity part of it i really loved chatting with patrick and he was so much fun i had to ask him to play a little holiday rapid fire game what is your favorite holiday food my mom makes them they're kind of like rice krispies but they're like rice crispy wreaths so they're made with cornflakes and then like a bunch of marshmallows and stuff and then she puts little like hot tamales on the top that or like mashed potatoes and gravy what is your favorite Christmas toy that you ever got? It started my music career. So I got a tiny, tiny, tiny little, it was literally called um, a little tykes or like a little tykes or tiny. You remember those? Yeah. So it was a little keyboard. Um, you could only play one note at a time. Uh, I had like frog noises, um, you know, like the, the little um, monkey toys that would crash the cymbals together. It had like one of those noises on there, like a cricket noise, but then you could play piano and like record it. Uh, and I got that when I was two. So I give a lot of credit. I got that from my godparents. So I give a lot of credit to them for my music career. But that would probably be like my favorite uh, Christmas present toy that I got. And I still have it. Besides your own Christmas song, what's your favorite Christmas song? This might sound bad, but I had never heard the song River by Joni Mitchell for like ever, just because it was never on the radio where I was from. Uh, John Esposito, who is like the head of Warner, had asked me, he's like, hey, do you know the song River? Uh, and this was kind of like when I first met him and I was like, I don't. And I was like, but I'll learn it for you. I'll learn it. And so I learned it and I kind of just fell in love with the song, you know, and it's, it's kind of weird because it's really not like the Christmas song that you would think is a Christmas song, but it just, it's a song really about like the holiday season and kind of whatnot, but it's just a beautiful song. So I would say um, that one or like a more common one, I would think like, I was like Silver Bells for some reason. I just think it's a really pretty song. What are you asking Santa for this year? I would say if I had to ask for a really generous gift from Santa, it would be tickets to Billy Joel uh, at Madison Square Garden. Caitlin and Derek Dry make up the husband-wife duo, The Dries. And they've been making a splash in the country music scene for a little bit now, especially having recently been a part of Team Blake on NBC's The Voice. The couple's debut single, War, released in 2018, was based on Derek's own childhood and was even spotlighted on CMT and has now over 6 million global streams. 
I got to catch up with the Drys recently to talk with them about their new Christmas single in all things holidays. So of course, I kicked off our chat by asking them about their favorite holiday guilty pleasure song. Honestly, we both like the Frank Sinatra Christmas album. And if yes. you look on our Spotify wrapped, it's always the number one album for the entire year. Because as soon as it starts getting cold out, I immediately like go, I wake up, go in the kitchen, fix coffee and put on Frank's. And I'll literally be like, hey, Alexa, play Frank yeah. Sinatra Christmas. And it's just so cozy. Um, I would say my other favorite is probably Blue Christmas. Um, I love the Kelly Clarkson version. I grew up with my my uh, mom and my Uncle Jack and my Aunt Cassie singing it. And so it just brings back a ton of memories. And it's just got that honky-tonk country sound, which yeah. I love. And anything that's recorded like way long time ago where it sounds lo-fi, it's automatically, you know, you feel like you have a blanket yes. on. So. If you haven't guessed by now, I am a huge sucker for Christmas traditions. So, of course, I had to ask them what their favorite traditions were. My mom and dad celebrated Christmas big every year. Um, I mean, my mom goes all out decorating the house. Um, the Christmas tree has to be perfect. You know, they, they'll go on a search for the most perfect Christmas tree. And so I think for me, it's kind of, you know, leaked into our lives. It's been become contagious. I would say, mm -hmm. you know, we love, I love decorating. I go all out in our house. I mean, I would have like four Christmas trees if I could, but we only have time for one usually, mm -hmm. but Yep. You know, in Christmas music, like I grew up in a musical family. So every holiday, our families would get together and just like bring an instrument, set up and play and sing all the carols and just had fun with it. And so, you know, the food, you know, crock pot, people mm. bring in the potluck, you know, cookies. Sausage balls. Yes. It's just like. Charcuterie. There's there's memories with everything. And so it Christmas is honestly our favorite time of year and so we love yeah. going all out for it yeah it kind of works out because uh her family's tradition is usually on christmas day where they mm -hmm. get together and open gifts like a lot of people's but my family has always gotten together since we have so many cousins in the area and all that like we just get together um you know christmas eve and kind of get it get it done and it's so fun the dries also shared with me why they feel that christmas music fits so well with country music there's just a lot of organic instruments in yep. there rootsy like even old rhythm and blues and whether you're talking about elvis or um being crosby or whatever like those are all violin versus fiddle you know what i mean that kind of thing mm -hmm. so i think it crosses over well and we kind of have a twang already so um it, it kind of works you know i mean and and too like i grew up with a very southern my whole family is very southern and so is his and it's just the sounds like when I hear I'm trying to think of like my favorite. I mean, we have a vinyl stereo. I've got my grandmother's 1960s, like for real vinyl stereo. And I have a lot of her vinyl records, which I've got the Tammy Wynette Christmas. I've got Loretta, Loretta Lynn Christmas. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, it just it to me, I'd rather hear that than really anything new i love that some of the newer newer songs but for us it's like that's why with christmas is calling we really wanted to like hone in on that like old school country sound mm -hmm. and i really feel like we did our best to do that and i don't know it just i it's, think country it, music is just so homey in general um i think music musically it's the one time of year that everyone feels the same sentiment and the, yeah. and the music usually matches it you know like Think of Willy Wonka where everything's kind of wondrous and stuff, but like with the sentiment of Christmas, it yep. kind of works. I don't know. Country music is just, 
it's just the best. I don't know. It just has the, the coziest feeling. <laughs> the Drys and I also talked a lot about funny family memories. I hear the story all the time about uh, Caitlin peeing and actually peeing in the floor of her sister's apartment at the time. Yeah, do it. Why not? Oh my God. So yeah, it's true. You know, she might pee a little if you make her yes. crack up too much. I say this like I, it is very true. Like when you literally <laughs> said I pee myself, like I if I get to cracked up, like and my family is so goofy. My mom, for one, I mean, usually she'll come in like Christmas Eve and she'll have on like she had this like nightgown that said Elf Yourself. And she had these stockings <laughs> that have like literally like stripes on them with like fur at the top. And she comes in and she's like, hey, y'all. And my mom is just so goofy anyway. And yeah, I mean, our family like that, The even the line in our song, like bring your uncle's ugly sweater. I like the one with tassels hanging from places we ain't naming. Like that line reminds me so much of my family on my dad's side, because every year we got together, it was like, it was just jokes upon jokes. And so. Yeah. And hum humor is my grandpa's thing, too. So oh, yeah, whether it's Christmas or not, he's always like, uh, you know, kind of looking down at the table, kind of rehearsing, rehearsing the next joke. And it's it's always hilarious and right on point. Yeah. Uh, laughter is like totally a part of our family and I mean yeah I would say that I have peed my pants before but I don't know if you want to put that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie Caitlin and I laugh so hard we both almost peed our pants <laughs> you could argue that that's just the magic of the holidays speaking of magic I wanted the details on the dry's new Christmas song Christmas is calling I think for me I just know what Caitlin means when she says cozy as far as audio stuff, like whether it's a swing Elvis, doom, da, doom, da, doom, da, yeah. or like a country, doom, ba, doom, ba, doom, just faster or whatever. So I knew that we had to have some yes. kind of walking bass line going and and I knew her eyes would light up and then she would think of the melody that goes over it. Mm -hmm. I'll think of the some lyrics and we kind of switch off and all that. And we uh, it was actually the first right that we had in this room. Yeah. When the studio was being built with uh, our friend Kelly Johnson yep. and she just fit right in. She's so honoring to us and uh, she's such a sweet, such a sweet soul. And uh, yeah. we had a blast. I mean, the song last year. So I had just heard Lainey Wilson's Christmas Cookies, her version of George Strait. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. And I had heard that. And honestly, I've always loved the, the classic Christmas songs. Like I've never really had the desire to really write something like that. That's Christmas. And last year I'd heard that song and it was just like, I just was like, this is such a good like song. And it just inspired me with the, um, I just started writing one day, like got biscuits in the oven. I got some good loving. Like I just started thinking of all the things that we love about Christmas. And I jotted down like a few lines and then brought it to Derek. And I was like, we've got to write something. Um, that's, and I was like in the lane of that, like Christmas cookies vibe. And I was like, I, and cause it just reminded me of the coziness, hominess that we're talking about. And yeah. But with like some yeah. jazzy Christmas chords, you know? Yep. And so we ended up right, like you said, writing it with our friend Kelly Johnson. And it just, honestly, we wrote the song in like an hour and it just kind of flowed out and it just felt like, okay, we need to release it. And we wanted to release it last year, but the timing didn't line up. And then this year we just felt like it was perfect, like coming out of the voice and, you know, doing all that. So we were like, let's get it done. And we got it figured Just in out. Time. Yeah. Yep. If you guys haven't checked out their song yet, you absolutely need to add it to your list. As we all know, Christmas is about family, fun, but it's also about the gifts. So I asked the Drys what they had on their Christmas lists this year. Mine is uh, just guitar pedals, just always just toys, you know, it's, it's kind of those things like, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily buy myself like a, uh, 
you're, you're saying, well, if you're, you know, wanting to buy me something, maybe just a gift card for this or whatever and that. And he always wants guitar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause anything that I directly ask people for, I mean, I don't because it's like three to five thousand dollars just because of where I where I work and stuff. So I'm I try not to be that way, you know. <laughs> I mean, I always love clothes and like all the glittery things. Mine's not so funny, but it's just so there's this shoe called the Golden Goose shoe. Oh Lord. And I'm literally like, I have one <laughs> pair that I like treated myself to after an awesome gig that we did last year. And they're literally the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever worn. You can wear them. I, we were in New York and I wore them like all day and my feet never hurt. And so I want another pair of those, but they're so expensive. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll have a pair of Golden Goose for Christmas. That'd be great. So that's kind of like the one thing that I would love, I think. First time I've heard it. But yeah. Well, guys, it's needless to say that Christmas is just more special when you listen to country music. It just helps us get into that spirit and feel that magic that everybody has been waiting for all year. Clearly, my guest agreed. From my team at All Country News to your home, happy holidays and have a great new year. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from all of your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.